This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett, so she can make it. This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Episode 149 of the podcast tonight. It is a, got to check again because I never know the date anymore. Um, Saturday, August 22nd, um, late night. I do apologize. We're in the studio, so I'm pretty sure you can't hear it, but. It's late night and there are crickets in the background. I don't know if you can hear the cricket noises, but apologies for that. Hope everybody's doing well. You know, it's, um, you know, sports are back. Um, Yanks are back, but they're obviously um, taking a few days off due to the, uh, you know, to COVID and everything. I guess a couple of New York Mets had the, uh, the virus, so... The Yankees haven't played in a few days, and they're not going to be able to play Sunday and I think Monday either because, um, I don't know, was it a three-game series? But they'll be back this week, this upcoming week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, And I think they take on the Braves. Braves? Yeah, I think it's the Atlanta Braves. And um, I'm trying to think. Sorry, I'm trying to think if it's... I wanted to say Phillies, but I already think they play them twice. Hmm. Yeah. I want to say Braves. I got to check, but they play the Braves this week, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, the Knicks. That's that's what we're doing tonight. We're giving a little bit of an update. You know, since it's been a little bit since we've talked Knicks. Um, yeah, let, let's, let's talk Knicks because... You know, some things have went down recently. Um, you know, obviously the Tom Thibodeau hiring a few weeks ago. And then, um, you know, with this fucking um, a couple of days ago, you know, more recently, the NBA draft lottery happened. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and for the 35th, I think it was the 35th year in a row, uh, the... New York Knicks did not receive a number one pick. Um, you know, at least now I'm trying. I mean, I mean, it, it sucks. You know, it's difficult. It is difficult. Um, I don't know why it is. You know, it's it's incredible. So we're going to talk about that, though, in a little bit. Um, got the Knicks to talk about Thibodeau, the draft lottery and, and where to go from here. Um, and then we're going to, um, 
I think that's actually it. You know, we're going to dive into the NYY NYK question of the day afterwards, but you know, just, just a short episode tonight. Um, nothing really huge to talk about. Just going to give a couple of my takes on what's been going on. So we're going to head to break. And as soon as we get back, we'll get right to it. All right. Hey guys, really quick. I just want to remind you that if you go to my website, at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. You can find me on social media. You can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website. Go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right, guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. year this shit happens you know at least like last year we got rj barrett out of the number three spot i know everybody wanted zion everybody wanted fucking uh john morant both of those fellas but we ended up getting barrett at least that was a solid pick you know he, he has the ability i think rj to um eventually become an all-star type of player but he is a project um but this year man you know, I guess the, the 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 silver linings you could put to it, you know, were that there was no standout star in this class, you know, that, that was guaranteed to be successful um, immediately upon entrance, like uh, Zion would or John Morant would. That's <laughs> that's one of the uh, silver linings, I guess. But you know. Uh, it's hard to to get on board with a lot of this, you know. I really wanted a Lamelo Ball, um, you know. I wanted Anthony Edwards, if not maybe, um, you know, those two guys are not gonna fall back. Um, so I get it, you know. I get all these silver linings. I get all these little narratives we're trying to create to not, you know, hurt ourselves. Um, you know, I understand that, you know, the Knicks would have drafted the wrong guy anyway. Um, that's, that's one of those bullshit media narratives that's already being thrown out there, you know, following that LOL Knicks line. Um, you know, they wouldn't develop them properly anyway, no matter who they got in the first pick, uh, in the first round, first pick or eighth pick. Um, you know, I understand it, whatever. That's, that's some bullshit. I don't really pay attention to, but you know, and I also get this, you know, some, there have been some great teams um, that have been built without top three picks. You know, that's also one of the silver linings that Knicks fans are throwing around too. You know, you look at this year, more recently, uh, Toronto, they just won the title last year uh, without a lottery pick. Um, you look, and they're in the playoffs again tonight, uh, this year, hunting for a title. Milwaukee. Same thing. They're also on the hunt without a top eight pick um, in their starting five. Uh, same can be said for LAC. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, outside of Jamal Murray, I don't think they've got a top eight in that lineup. I, it, you know, there are some teams who are succeeding or, or you know, relatively succeeding um, when you compare them to the Knicks that don't need those top. I get all that. I do. I do. You know, I'm not the deepest class. I get that. On this, on the flip side, the 76ers have a barrage of top picks over the last couple of years. They've been getting loads of them, and they're always exiting early in the playoffs. You know, I get it, 
but it just frustrates me, man, because you just want the Knicks to break that unlucky, whatever you want to call it, streak. You know, you want everything to fucking... You want it to pan out for once. You want to get that number one pick. Um, you know, LaMelo Ball, I, I know he has his question marks, but I think he would have been a great fit. Um, you know, as a playmaking point guard with the ability to shoot. That's exactly what the New York Knicks need. And he was the standout guy in this class. Um, Anthony Edwards, electric, you know, athleticism, who could have brought some some electricity to Madison Square Garden, throwing down tomahawks and playing a good, you know, combo wing, whatever you want to call him. Um, also a good playmaker. I, I, I man, it sucks, you know. Um, you know, one of the other uh, silver linings, I guess, is that the you know the Knicks are all about cap space and financial flexibility nowadays. So, you know, with the eighth pick, I guess you have more cap room. Then, you know, if you were to go and get a guy at the number one pick, if there were, you know, if the lotto, if the draft lotto um, was in their favor and they got that number one, that's obviously a more expensive pick. But <laughs> it is what it is. We have number eight now. And, you know, we're going to have to hope that this new player development team that Leon Rose has assembled, um, that they are good enough to, you know, potentially handle another project because there's a good chance we're going to get a project here. <laughs> you know, bye-bye to ball, bye-bye to Edwards. You know, I don't buy this trading up dream or trading for a star. I think that's unrealistic. I think the cost is extremely high if the Knicks were um, to do that, you know, so I don't think that's happening. Um, it would probably cost you know a Mitchell Robinson, a future first round pick, you know, the LAC pick, um, and then some assets. You know, it would cost a whole bunch. And, and I don't know if I would do it personally either. You know, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't just gut my roster or my uh, assets for somebody like Ball who does have a high reward but also a very high risk in a class like this, it's not that worth it. Um as for trading for a star. Again, you're going to have to gut your roster if you're going to do something like that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would do that. But again, don't think that's realistic to begin with. Um, but man, is this shit rigged, man? This is why I hate tanking. Because you never know what this fucking lotto. You never know how they work it, you know? They don't show you the, the ping pong shit. They just show you that stupid fuck holding up the sign like an idiot. Um... So it's difficult to have to sit here and never know how this whole thing is actually shaping up in behind the scenes. You know, you're wondering if it is rigged. 35 years is a long friggin' time, guys. 35 years. I'm alive for, I'm what, 25? I mean, that's, that's, dude, 1985? That's a long time. You do have to start thinking, what the hell is going on here? 30 fucking five years. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't fucking know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so you got to start thinking now. We're, we're dropping to eight. Um, does Leon Rose look for players that fit now? Or does he try to get players that are the most talented available still? Um, and again, I think dropping to eight at this point, you may as well just look for fit. Because um, all the talent around this pick number eight is going to be similar 
You know, I, I think. Um, so I'm thinking Leon Rose is going to look for players that fit. I know the Knicks like a certain amount of individuals. I, I've heard um, there's a lot of complimentary players in this in this draft. Um, you know, and I, and I know the Knicks like certain ones. I, I've heard them looking at RJ Hampton. Um, I don't like him. I don't love him. I don't. I've heard Isaac Okoro. People were talking about him being a young Kawhi. You know, a lot of defense. The offense isn't really um, uh, developed yet. I don't know if I love that for number one pick for our first round pick. Our first first round pick. Um, you know, there's also players that are available. You know, if they wanted to trade um, up with that second pick they have this first round. You, you could look at Kira Lewis Jr. Um, I don't know if he's worth taking eighth. Uh, or I'm sorry, Kyra Lewis Jr. Um, but, you know, Devin... What was it? Devin Vassell, another player you could take a look at here in this first round. He might be available with that second pick if they trade up. You know, I don't think he will be available eight either. I mean, I do think he'll be available. I'm sorry. I don't think Devin Vassell or Kyra Lewis will be worth taking at number eight. I think they're more players I would rather try to trade up with um, with that second pick and maybe get around 15 or something. But that's going to be difficult. But um, players that are fall, you know, falling at number eight, I would think. Again, Okoro. Uh, fucking, I have trouble announcing so many of these players' names. Uh, Okoro. Um, RJ Hampton, Tyrese Halliburton, who, you know, a great efficient shooter who I think is going to have an impact right away. That's a player I wouldn't hate. I just don't see the star potential in him, but he's a guy who could probably impact the NBA right away. I think Tyrese is a good player. Um, now I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of their, their, Cole Anthony, that's another guy I wanted to talk about because Cole Anthony has had an interesting, um, you know, NBA fans have an interesting outlook on him. You hear a lot of good things and then you hear a lot of bad things. Um, He had a very erratic, very inconsistent, not so great season this past year at UNC. But there is some of that potential you can see in Flash. He's got that quickness, right? He's got the ability to shake and shoot off off the dribble. Um, you know, he's got some of that shot creating playmaking potential. Um, and and he's a good finisher around the rim, uh, the jump shot, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the misses are due to, um, questionable shot selection with Cole Anthony, but he's a guy who I actually would not mind taking at number eight. Does he fall that far? Um, and you know, there's a chance he does being that his season again, wasn't so great this past year in North Carolina. Um, now Roy Williams didn't have the best squad, you know, in terms of talent. So he had a tough time, you know, being that only guy on, on UNC who could do much, you know, he had to carry a lot of the, the burden. So maybe take that into account of his struggles. And, you know, of course he had the injury, but Cole Anthony is another name that you should take a look at. Now, there are three more big names here. Um, I'm sorry, two more big names here that I am really, really hoping fall to number eight. I just don't see that happening. Um, But if they did, boy, would I take them in a heartbeat. 
And those two names, um, let's see, uh, Obi Toppin and Killian Hayes. Now, I, I did a bunch of uh, scouting reports on a bunch of these pre-draft prospects a couple months ago, and Toppin and Hayes were two you know, at the top of my list for the Knicks first-round pick, their first first-round pick. So, you know, if we're lucky enough to where we do get Toppin and Hayes um, falling to number eight, I'll take it. Um, as for Toppin, um, again, if you if you didn't check out the scouting report I did on him, be sure to do that. I elaborate a lot on him. Uh, but he's a guy who is, you know, a power forward. He's a four or five, um, but he could stretch the floor. Um, and he's athletic to where he you know, throws down explosive dunks on the inside. Great on the break. Um, but again, he occasionally stretches the floor. And I think pairing him and Mitch, you know, as a four or five tandem would be huge. It would give the Knicks a lot more floor spacing that Julius Randall does not provide. Um, you know, Randall doesn't, Randall doesn't give you that fucking spacing at all. And yet you replace him or you play Toppin more next to Mitchell Robinson. I think that will only improve Mitch's game as well. Um, to give a floor spacer out, to put a floor spacer out there like Toppin and, um, you know, somebody who can, you know, move around too, athletic enough to play, um, you know, on the elbow and in, and in. So Toppin's an option I like, athletic, shooting big, but Killian Hayes, you know, that, that kid from France, um, point guard. This is your point guard. This is your playmaker that you're getting. So you're getting that fit, right? This is that fit I was talking about, but he's also, you know, potentially has some, some talent here too. He's a talented kid. Um, but I think he's going to be a big project. Um, from what I remember, he, he's very good in, in pick and roll. He's got great vision. Um, and in terms of his scoring, he's good. I think the three ball needs a little bit of work. He's, he's had some good and bad seasons. Um, I think his scoring right now is, is getting to the rim, Uh, but yeah, Killian Hayes, um, Obi Toppin, two guys. I really hope fall to number eight. If they do, those are the guys I want. Um, so let's, let's just hope and see, you know, I, I hope they do. I just don't know if they will. Um, but it's going to be different. You know, we've still got a couple months before this draft is, I don't even know if the draft has a date yet. Um, I know the, the free agency pool doesn't really um, become official until November, but you know, it's going to be difficult, you know, considering the circumstances here for Leon Rose, um, everything's going to be have going to have to be fucking limited. You know, this whole COVID scouting thing is going to, you know, change a lot of things. You've got virtual combines. You've got virtual interviews now, you know, virtual everything. Everything's limited. Everything's pushed back or canceled. So Leon Rose is going to have to, you know, rely on his team a lot more than you, know, you normally would in a, um, in your typical off season. So, I don't know, man. I, I just hope it ends up, you know, good. Um, but again, they do have some flexibility here in this draft. They've got that first round pick um, at eight, but then they've got the 27th and then the 35th, I want to say, or 38th um, in, the, in, in the next round. So, you know, if, with that second pick, again, if you, if you want to trade down for or trade up for guys like uh, Lewis or, or Vassell, you could do that. But there are also some enticing options, you know, some maybe high risk, um, somewhat high reward options. And, and you know, Jalen Stick Smith, guy I love, 
Um, and Nico Mannion, another big playmaker. I, I scouted all these guys too that I'm about to list, so be sure to check those episodes out um, on my website. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, the young KD people were referring him to uh, as. Marcus Howard, scoring machine. That, that's the small kid, if I can remember. Uh, Grant Riller, sharpshooter. Sadiq Bay from Villanova, good stretch big. Um, and then Aaron Naismith, another sharpshooter. So those are probably some guys the next, um, you know, don't be surprised if they do draft one of those names with their second uh, first round pick or with their 38th pick uh, that comes later in the draft. So, you know, I wouldn't mind any of those. I really wouldn't. Um, you know, the Knicks doing any of that would, would be big to me. I, I think, you know, I would accept that in a heartbeat. Um, but. I think that's it. You know, I don't have too much input on this whole thing. I just wish we didn't get number eight, but it is what it is. Um, Again, the draft pool isn't that talented, so it's not as painful as last year was, even though we did get a solid player in Barrett. I just, I just hope we don't fuck this up somehow. You know, take a player that has talent, take a player that fits, the, whatever the fuck it is, I just hope the guy works out in the end. All right. I'm going to save my judgment for when this guy takes the court, whoever it may be and, and plays basketball. That's all I want to see. If it works out, man, it works out. If it doesn't, it's just your typical Knicks. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I hope it does. I hope we get the right pick this year, man. And it's painful too. You watch all these fucking guys, you're watching this NBA playoffs fucking right now. Canada, you know, Toronto in the playoffs. You've got the Denver Nuggets. You've got all these teams from previous years who were really bad before. The 76ers. I know they're about to go home again, but all these teams who we've seen be bad, terrible. Um, but now they're in the playoffs. They worked their way out of it. And here are the Knicks still struggling to work their way out, right? It's frustrating, man. It's really fucking frustrating. And so, you know... Uh, speaking of, I, I do want to see if there has been a, um, fi- oh, there is a finish to this Lakers game. It's over 116 to 108. Wow. They won. Thank God. I was going to put money on Portland. Um, I don't know why, but I was going to, and, uh, thank God I didn't. So Lakers took the victory. Oh, Houston lost an OT. See, that's another one. I, I was glad. I Wow. Glad I didn't put money on fucking OKC. Let's are they still without uh, Russell Westbrook, the Rockets? Let's see. Yeah, it looks like uh, they are Harden poured in 38 points. Well, he missed a lot of free throws. Wow. All right, so that's, wow. Yeah, Milwaukee keeps winning. The Heat, I'm glad the Heat are winning. I I really, that's my, um, I'll tell you, the Miami Heat, I think that's going to be my, um, sorry, I think that's going to be my, um, trying to get to the right screen here. Miami Heat, I think the Miami Heat are going to be my sleeper pick. I, I really do. I think, yeah, so I think in the very end, the favorites, uh, from each side, uh, my favorites, I think the Clippers are the best team in the West, and I think uh, the Bucks might be the best team in the East. I think those two might clash in the finals. But, you know, if I were to pick two sleeper picks, 
from each conference aside from the favorites. My two sleepers, um, I probably go with Miami from the East because I love Miami's defense. Um, I love how you know, Jimmy Butler brings that fire. Um, oh, that's so cool. They've got. Oh no, they don't. I thought they had the uh, a separate bubble standings, but they don't. <laughs> um, if you're listening to the podcast um, on NBA.com at the moment, trying to look at the playoff bracket. Um, but here it is. As I was saying, you've got Miami. I think Miami's your sleeper from the Eastern Conference, just because I, I love the way they play. I just love the fashion. Uh, fashion. Um, I love the passion that Jimmy Butler brings. I love the the just the style of play. They can hit the three. Gordon Dragic hits a shit ton of threes. They got got that that fucking white kid, uh, Duncan Robinson, who just does nothing but launch threes and hit them. Kelly Olynyk, he who's always hitting threes, a big stretch five, who's been in the league a while, got that experience. Um, they've got fucking who's the other kid I'm missing? Tyler Hero. They've got a good squad over there who look hungry. Um, and then you you. Don't ever, ever underestimate Eric Spolstra. Great coach, always wins. So that's the squad from the East that I'm looking at. Uh, Don't sleep on them. And now from the West, I love, I really love the way Utah is playing. The Utah Jazz have been dominating um, when they win these games. They just dominated Denver the other day. Um, And that's one of the games I struck big on with DraftKings. Um, But Utah looks good. I love Gobert. Great rim-protecting center. And I'm hoping that if they can be successful this season, Utah, that somebody like Rudy Gobert brings back the old school center, right? The rim running, shot blocking, defensive minded big. That really seems to be a lost start in today's game. Um, So I really want them, Utah from the Western Conference to make a run. That would be really interesting. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it, you know, in terms of, uh, terms of this playoff bracket in terms of the Knicks we've discussed all we need to know tonight so we might as well take another break and then um we'll get to the MYY NYK question of the day all right be right back hey guys really quick I just want to remind you that if you go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com you can find me on social media. You can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website. Go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right, guys. Thank you. Let's get back to the show. All right, so let's get to the MYY NYK question of the day. So last time out in episode 148 of the podcast, I asked you um, what was Jorge Posada's season high in home runs? Okay, so this is a Yankees question being that we had a Yankees show last time out. Uh, Jorge Posada... What was his season high for homers in a season? What was his best homers? Um, fucking can't talk. <laughs> what was Jorge Posada's um, season high for homers? All right, so give me that answer. Um, I told you to to 
give me the answer. Um, and um, the answer to that question, if you did not know, is 2003, he hit 30 home runs, right? So he hit 30 home runs in 2003. Um, that was the answer to last question, which was in episode 148. Now tonight, tonight's NYY, NYK question of the day. Um, right there on the screen, if you're watching the podcast, or but if you're listening, it is how many points per game did Patrick Ewing give the Knicks? All right, so he played for the Knicks in all but two of his seasons. Um, how many points per game? You don't have to be specific. Just get, you don't have to get the decimal. Just get the whole number. Um, how many points per game did Patrick Ewing give the Knicks during his career? All right, so fitting question being that that was the last number one draft pick the Knicks had. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, always appreciate it, you know, here on BD4. Episode 149 of the podcast, 149. Knicks get nicked. I mean, it's, it's you know, honestly, I think we had that title before, but we could probably have it for every time we talk about this joke of a franchise. Um, James Dolan. James Dolan, James Dolan. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, same shit, guys. It, it's it's another another year goes by where, you know, maybe some people got their hopes up and, and let down in the end, but I'm at a point where I'm just used to being let down. I never get my hopes up anymore. So, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, Thibodeau can can do his thing. I know he's a he's a solid coach, or he's had success before. He's he's won, you know, everywhere. He's won for a fucking majority of his time out there. You know, I know he had some issues there in the end with Minnesota, but listen, he's he's gotten some good, um, you know, he has some good fucking seasons under his belt. He's gotten some players to really develop. He, he's known as a defensive minded coach, an old school guy who doesn't take shit. So I do like that. My concern with Tibbs is I just hope he doesn't become a guy who fucking... I just hope he doesn't become a coach who relies on our veterans way too much, you know, because that has been the issue over the last several seasons with, you know, the coaches we've had, the many coaches we've had in New York. Um, you know, it was an issue with Hornacek. It was an issue with David Fisdale, Mike Miller. It was an issue there as well. So I think it's more of a front office thing. So hopefully Leon Rose kind of reassembling this FO here. Steve Mills gone. A um, bunch of other guys fired. And, and, you know, Steve Stout now rebranding everything. Hopefully we can get a new front office. New You know, it looks like we've gotten a lot of new guys. So hopefully that kind of um, takes its impact and we get some, some real legitimate rebuilding going on here, right? Because we're, we are the non-rebuilding rebuilders is, is what I like to call the Knicks. They don't do it correctly. Um, so hopefully Thibodeau can change things because I know he's he's always been cultured as a guy who's gonna you know run his veterans out there so that scares me a ton because that was the number one thing i hated about these previous knicks coaches so you know i'm hoping the regime the regime is going to change here and the knicks can fucking do the right thing but not a great past couple of nights if you're a new york knickerbocker fan (laughs) with this draft news but it is what it is can't dwell on it forever just gonna have to get used to it and you know i'm numb to the pain so, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Episode 149 of the podcast tonight. Um, 
And I, again, I think that's all we've got for you guys. So thank you for stopping by um, on episode 149. If you haven't yet, once again, be sure to listen, watch, and subscribe to BD4 on all the different platforms we have. We are on, you know, Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google, SoundCloud, YouTube, many more. Just go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. That'll take you to a page that displays all my information. So. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by, and I'll see you in episode 150, which should be out this week um, after the Yankees play the Braves. Um, If all goes as planned, I will likely have um, the same two guests I had on the show last time the Yanks played the Braves, so that'll be fun. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode, episode 149, and I will see you next time. This is your host, Rob Carbone, signing out. All right, ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.